Come among us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A number of years ago, a psychologist by the name of Daniel Simons did an experiment. He created a film and then he gathered a bunch of normal people. Well, who's normal? People like us, regular people. He gathered some regular people together to watch the film. But before he showed this short film, which you can view now on YouTube, by the way, he said to his audience, now in this movie you're going to see people passing a basketball. I want you to pay attention to how many times the basketball is passed. Okay, so they got ready and they were focusing and he showed them the film and it didn't last more than a few minutes. And then after it was over, the audience expected he would say something like, well, how many times did the basketball get passed back and forth? But instead, the psychologist asked them this question. Did you see the dancing gorilla? And every single person who had watched the film said, no, we were counting the basketball. Watch it again. So he replayed the film and sure enough, between the people throwing the basketball was this gorilla dancing all around. But no one, I mean no one, who watched the film the first time saw the gorilla. And the gorilla is plain as day. Now what does this tell us about the human mind? It tells us that when we believe we're focusing, when we believe we are giving something our attention, Often, what actually happens is our perception is limited. And we miss the dancing gorilla. And the busier we get, and the more attention we're giving to the appointments we have, or the thing we have to do next, the less we miss, the less we see, this mystery in our midst, this dancing gorilla that makes no sense at all. Why was he there? Today is the Pentecost. It is the third of a triune of holy days. It is equal in stature and importance to Christmas and Easter. But our secular world has never been able to make a product out of Pentecost. There are no Pentecost Hallmark cards. There are no Pentecost Easter bunnies. There are no Pentecost Christmas trees and ornaments and things for us to buy 
And the reason why is because our secular world has no idea what to do with this dancing gorilla. It's completely untamable. It makes no sense. It cannot be marketed, and it scares the bejeebers out of everybody. So the secular world pretends it doesn't exist. But you and I know what this day is, and we celebrate it with all our hearts. Because on this day, something completely otherworldly happened to the followers of Jesus and to you and to me. Something happened on this day that continues to happen every day to those of us who are baptized in the Spirit. Jesus had ascended into heaven. And I love in the book of Acts how the disciples are standing there literally with their mouths open like, "Uh uh-oh, what do we do now? And they were scared. And what do we do when we're scared? We hide. We hide with people we love. So just like when COVID hit, they ran and hid in a house together. They became a bubble. And I imagine they were sitting there not knowing what comes next, which is actually a very holy time when we admit we don't know what comes next. So they were in this house together and something happened. The scripture tries to provide words. The word ruach in the Hebrew means spirit, it means breath, it means storm, it means wind, and this ruach came into the house and it blew. And then the ancient text describes something like fire. And it's not clear, it's everywhere, it's between people, it's above people, and it looks like tongues of fire. Now pause with me for a minute and think about fire. I've never understood what it was, do you? It's sort of like gas, but then it kind of looks like liquid. It's like nothing else in our world. It is scary, but yet provides for us. If you've ever been out camping and tried to light a fire without a match, it's no joke. It's almost a miracle when that spark ignites. It can keep you warm, but if it runs out of control, it can burn you. I don't know what it is. I really don't. But this fire, all of a sudden they could see it. Now, the question is, had it been there before? Was the dancing gorilla always there, but they couldn't see it? Were their eyes opened on that day, or did it come down in a special way? Maybe both. But all of a sudden, they saw fire everywhere. And what this fire did was it changed them.
There was a rabbi, a mystical rabbi, who wrote in the late 1500s, Isaac Levine. He wrote about how the divine in the creation had to move aside and make space in order for the creation to exist. That the Almighty, the Eternal One, that encompassed all things, had to make some room, give us some space so that we could exist as separate. And the rabbi mused about building a fire back in the 1500s. He mused about how when you put logs together for a fire, you don't want to just smush them all on top of each other because then the fire can't breathe. You need to separate the logs, but not too far, close, but not touching, so that something between them can breathe and live. So the fire came down upon the followers of Jesus, and all of a sudden, they wanted to be in relationship with the world. They were no longer afraid. They came out of hiding. And what did they do? They started to communicate. And they communicated with everyone. With people that they didn't know. With people that offended them. With people who spoke different languages and came from different cultures. They wanted to reach out and be in relationship with everyone. I've been thinking a lot about this strange time in which we find ourselves, this time in which we're not sure what to do next. I believe that if you look across the history of Christianity, you really could divide it into three parts. The first part would be the era of the sun, when Jesus came and people knew him, they remembered him, or even for a few hundred years when someone knew who someone who knew someone who had known him. And then around the 300s ushered in what I would call the era of the father, when the patriarchal church took charge and there was institution and organization and beautiful churches and this has lasted all the way up until today. But I really believe that with the advent of technology, with these strange discoveries of quantum mechanics where we realize that quantums are in relationship with different particles across space and time, that we are entering into a third age, the age of the Holy Spirit. And we don't know what to do, just like those disciples in that house together. But God wants us to go out and be in relationship with people who are different from us. And together to discover a third way. This world of polarization, of black and white, of Democrat and Republican, of Ukrainian and Russian, of war, of violence, of hatred. It is not working. We need a third way. It is a time for us to say, Lord, we don't know what to do, so set us on fire with your Holy One, the Third One, 
and show us this new way. Show us a new world where we can communicate. Do you remember a few weeks ago, there was a man sitting back on this side of the church who started to get really mad and, and yell a lot? I was trying to preach and I couldn't compete with him. We had to sit here for a while feeling frightened as the ushers tried to get him out and then we had to get our wonderful lady cop to come in and when he saw her he got his stuff off, up and he left. And then, of course, we've been talking about security and how to keep ourselves safe, and that's all good. But this past week, I saw the man again. He came into the bookstore. He was ranting and raving, but it wasn't at the volume that it was that past Sunday. He was talking about various things, muttering um, under his breath. And the volunteers were a little nervous. He had been hanging around for a while. So I came down the stairs in my collar, and he looked at me, put his hands on his hips, and said, St. Paul said that women are not allowed to speak in church. <laughs> and I said, well, that's true. But Jesus told Mary Magdalene to preach the gospel. And he looked at me and said, huh. So I said, what is your name? I don't think he heard me, so the volunteer in the bookstore said, his name is Jack. Jack, why don't you and I go get some coffee, I said. Oh, okay. So we walked down the pathway by the labyrinth, and I said, how are you, Jack? Well, people don't like me very much and they kick me out of church all the time. <laughs> I said, well, why do you think that is? I think I'm offensive. Okay, I said. I went in and got the cup of coffee and Laura had left some Dove chocolates that are always a hit, so I brought some of those out too. He sat on the bench and we just looked at each other and I thought to myself, you're here, God, aren't you, with us? I didn't think I could convince Jack of anything. I don't think he was going to convince me either. So I looked at him and I said, God bless you, Jack. Huh, he said. God bless you too. that was it. I don't think we solved anything, but I think I know him now. We have something going between us. Maybe a little bit of a spark, that dancing gorilla. And more will happen, I believe. And it's scary, and I don't really like him. But he's in this world with me. And we've got to figure this out.
We're going to have a man who's going to breathe fire for us in just a minute. Literally, a fire breather. It's quite the spectacle. We've never done this before. It was Mark's idea, so if it doesn't work, you can blame him. <laughs> but I want you to look at this, this spectacle, this phenomenon, and I want you to think about the fact that this, this Holy Spirit, it's not just around you, it's everywhere. If you could just see it or feel it, perhaps there are moments in your life when the veil has been pulled back for just an instant and you've seen it, or you felt it, a tingle up your spine, or an inspiration, in spiritus. But it doesn't just exist between us, it's inside you. Take it from here today and go into the world and build bridges and find a third way, my friends. And let's watch this miracle that is fire, the symbol of the Holy Spirit on this the birthday of our church. Amen. Choir, if you want to stand up and come forward, you're welcome to. I want you to see too. And anyone else? Just don't get too close. <laughs> 